Does an orthopedic condition or sports injury have you sidelined? Make your comeback with GW Hospital Sports Medicine. We offer services from neck to toe, including care for shoulders, hips, knees, ankles, and hands. Plus, we're the official healthcare partner of GW Athletics, the DC Furies, and the DC Revolution. Get back to doing the things you love. Learn more at gwhospital.com slash sportsmed or call 888-4-GW-DOCS. Physicians are not employees or agents of this hospital. Coming today on Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zung. This is how you get people to make spontaneous submissions. When somebody says something to you that catches you off guard, what I did was uh, hostage negotiators would call that a mirror, just repeating a couple of words of what they just said. It's, it's a great clarification communication technique. So the big questions are these. How can we navigate and negotiate every situation in our lives, in our career, in our businesses, in our relationships, and even with ourselves for our own self-worth? In other words, what if you could win every time and have no losers? Let's face it, we're not negotiating just to buy a car or for a pay raise. We are negotiating for living in every aspect of our lives. How can we do that powerfully, successfully, and victoriously? Those are the questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Rebecca Song, and welcome to the time where you negotiate your best life. Welcome to another episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. I'm Rebecca Zung, and it is my distinct honor and pleasure to have the FBI negotiator himself, Chris Voss, here on my show today. He obviously, everybody knows, wrote the really amazing book, Never Split the Difference, and he has been featured on pretty much everywhere. Uh, ABC, CBS, CNN, Fox News, and all over the place. He talks all about negotiation and he has really been such a huge impact on the world of negotiation all over the place. And he has written the foreword for my new book, which was my pleasure to do so. Ah, so excited to be working with you on that. And so excited to have you here. Welcome, Chris. Thanks, Rebecca. It's a pleasure to be on and a privilege. So thank you very much for having me on. Thank you. Ah, my pleasure. And I I want to know, I want to go back to your beginnings. I mean, how did you even get into this in the first place? I mean, you were, what What did you start out doing? Ah, well, you know, the, the, the key trigger points, I think, a uh, combination of uh, uh, negative uh, things uh, and also listening, getting good advice from the right people at the right time. Like, I always wanted to be in law enforcement, and I'm kind of a medium-sized guy, you know, and there's some really big bad guys out there. So in, in getting ready, I was studying martial arts in college and tore my knee up, uh, tore it up pretty bad. And that ultimately um, derailed me from being on SWAT. I was uh, a few years later on FBI Pittsburgh SWAT and hurt my knee again. And, you know, love crisis response. So hostage negotiators, you know, negotiation, hostage negotiators went out with the SWAT guys. 
And I thought, you know, that doesn't look that hard. I could do that. How hard could it be? Uh, and ended up switching over um, to negotiation before my knee was totally destroyed. And then just love communication, love human interaction. Got into negotiation uh, based on some more good advice that I was smart enough to listen to, to volunteer on a suicide hotline. Um, and that's just emotional intelligence before the uh, term was even coined. And I really loved how effective that was in getting people to make a change, to make a decision, to improve their lives in a really short period of time. So from SWAT to the suicide hotline to negotiation, I mean, it's kind of the short version of how that happened. Yeah. Well, okay. So take us back to your very first negotiation as a hostage negotiator, because I found this so, so fascinating. You talked about this in the, the foreword from my book, but it's also highlighted a lot in the new documentary that is out now called Tactical Empathy, all about you that Nick Nansen did, which I found so riveting. And I found this whole first actual negotiation that you did with real hostages so riveting, so fascinating. And I don't I don't think you talk about this all that much, but I, I really think that it is so there's a lot of, I think, parallel between hostages, you know, people who take hostages and narcissists. Right. Dealing with them. So I think that it could really be helpful for people who are dealing with narcissists to hear about how you have dealt with these guys. So talk about that. that yeah, part. well, the Chase, Chase Manhattan Bank, uh, bank robbery with hostages, which... Well, that stuff happens in movies all the time. In real life, it's rare. So I was very fortunate. I'm sitting in the FBI office one day, and the bank alarm goes out at about 8.30 in the morning, and I just, hey, I'm how, getting ready. How old were you? How old were you? Uh, wow. Let me see. <clears throat> now, are you trying to calculate how old I am? You know, I'm a last-century no, guy. I'm young. an old dude I mean, as it is were, anyway. You were a kid, like, I think, you know, and, and to have this kind of experience, I think, was... Amazing. Yeah, early thirties ish. Uh, early, yeah, early thirties. And at yeah, the time, I, mean, I that's so young to have that kind of experience dealing with guys like this. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I was I was very fortunate. I was lucky. Um, I was also lucky that I'd I'd been volunteering on the suicide hotline. Uh, you know, consistently at that point in time. So I was you know I was ready for the process. You know, you rely on a process. And I was surrounded by good people. I got some great coaching in the middle of it at a number of different points. But I'm, I'm sitting in the office. My buddy Charlie um, comes up to me and says, hey, there's a bank robber in Brooklyn. Let's go. And at that point in time, I had learned that the smart move is to respond, run to trouble, if you will. Um, it's a great life if you run to trouble. I mean, it's an adventure. It's exciting. Good things happen. You know, run into trouble is good advice. And I had missed out on one or two things by not running to trouble prior to that and was mad at myself. So you got to learn, run to trouble. And we get out there and bad guy, um, very manipulative dude. 
uh, his the other people that were involved in the robbery with him that day didn't even know they were going to rob the bank. They thought they were going to burglarize the cash machine in the bank, which is a whole different crime than robbing a bank. Um, very different breed of cat wants to do those things. So a burglary is a non-confrontational person and a robber is a confrontational person. So I just want to highlight, this guy was not only, you know, robbing the bank and doing this to the people inside the bank. He's like, you know, screwing over the people who are with him. With him. Yeah. yeah. And... You know, the cops on the outside. I mean, everybody's getting screwed over this day by this guy. Yeah, he's manipulating everybody. I mean, uh, you know, impressive <laughs> manipulation. Yeah. Like one of the crazy things that um, happened early on, like I, we get to the bank and, you know, you bring the negotiators into a room, uh, negotiation operations center, NAC for short. You know, the everybody loves their acronyms. And I get a, I get the briefing that um, you know multiple bad guys inside uh, from a variety of countries and that they want to surrender. Um, and I you know I've, I've taught my team this a lot. You know, make sure you understand where your information comes from because I got it from a reliable source, another cop. But that cop didn't get it from a reliable source. So the bad guy, in order to start manipulating us from the beginning, you know, uh, the lead bad guy. He had called the precinct and told them that he wanted to surrender and that he wanted a vehicle so he could drive to the precinct to surrender. Mm-hmm. So now this is not a surrender plan. This is an escape plan. He wants to go mobile, but he's smart enough to know that we're not going to let him go mobile to get away, but we might let him go mobile to surrender. So the precinct, you know, the uh, cops in the scene, they call the precinct. What kind of intel have you got? So I get handed to me that they want to surrender early on. Um, so, you know, we didn't backtrack it. And I remember, you know, I, I wrote it on, we call them situation boards, informational boards, you know, pieces of paper, big pieces of paper you put on the wall, multiple perpetrators, variety of countries, they want to surrender. So he's got us off guard from the very beginning because people half listen, you know, everybody plays that telephone game. Command staff shows up at the scene thinking like, ah, we're going to wrap this up. We're going to be holding a press conference. We're all going to look good. You know, it's going to be easy. And, and and interestingly enough, there was very recent history in New York of somebody surrendering earlier, not not um, probably nine months earlier. Uh, there had been a hijacking of Lufthansa plane uh, out, of, out of Germany on its way to the U.S., uh, and the hijacker said, I want to ride to the U.S. and I'm going to surrender as soon as I get there. And in fact, he did. So we just had the first hijacking in the U- U.S. in 17 years. And a bad guy immediately surrendered. So, you know, commands showing up going like, oh, you know, it's going to be easy. Not the case at all that this guy had any intention of surrendering. He just knew he wanted to keep us off balance, keep the threat level down until he could figure his way out. You know, he, he knows his biggest problem, number one, is not getting killed while he buys time in order to figure a way out of it. So, you know, in hindsight, I, I got to congratulate him on <laughs> his brilliance. Wow. And so how did you figure out that he was 
that that was not the plan. Well, we get um, we get the negotiation and you know negotiations and information gathering process. So first negotiator is put on the phone as PD detective, uh, the guy that's running the team at the time, uh, Hugh McGowan, phenomenally talented negotiator leading the NYPD's team, puts the first negotiator on, detective, I'm his coach. And we go back and forth, and the lieutenant's gut instinct is far greater than mine at this point in time. He's starting to get a sense of manipulation, um, unfortunately we go through a stalemate is not a bad thing. A stalemate at least means that the threat level is, uh, not raising and we're gathering information. And this guy is just, he's not staying on the phone with us. He keeps telling us that other people are overhearing the conversation. He highlights his own weaknesses. Um, and I, now I attribute, this is a, a negotiation technique of great CEOs, like, or the real decision maker. The decision maker comes to the table, they're going to tell you that they had no power. That keeps them from getting cornered. It keeps you from backing them into a corner. They always blame somebody that's not in the room. You got a CEO talking about, oh, my board, you know, I, I got to worry about my board. My board, if I do the wrong thing here, my board's going to fire me. Well, that's a highly influential guy who's disguised in his influence. And, and this guy's doing exactly the same thing. He's like, these guys I with, I'm with, I'm like, I'm scared of them. Oh, what? they're coming now. I got to, I got to, I got to hang up the phone. You know, it was a way to uh, keep us off balance. And he's running this on us for about five hours, refuses to give us his first name, which on his side is another smart move because you want to get somebody's name to try to establish rapport. You know, you want to give your name and see if they give theirs in return. Uh, and he's, he's not doing that. He won't give us his name. So it's a way to disguise his identity and keep us off balance simultaneously. So we're rolling in this about five hours. At this point in time, we've had enough time, uh, identified every vehicle on the street and, Lo and behold, it turns out he has brought his own vehicle to the bank robbery because he thought he was going to get away before we got there. They um, ran a registration on it, went to his house, went to that vehicle's owner's house looking for him, wasn't there, knocked on a neighbor's door, brought the neighbor to the scene, and we got a voice ID because we're, we're running a speaker, so we know who this guy is. And the lieutenant decides to swap out negotiators. He's going to put me in and he gives me some really interesting advice. He says, first of all, first chance you get, you're going to confront this guy with his name and let him know that we know who he is. Secondly, you got to end every call. And this is really the last impression is the lasting impression of real control and communications is how the communication ends, not how it begins but how it ends because the ending seeds the next conversation and don't end confrontation end smoothly, but just make sure he says, no matter what happens, every time he tries to put us on speaker or hang up the phone, you hold on, keep him on for a couple more seconds and you end the call. And nobody will fight you ever. Doesn't matter who it is on the other side to end the call. Nice 
but you've actually gained the upper hand and, and they have no idea you're getting the upper hand. And so I get on the phone and short order, I hit this guy gently. You know, I slowly walk him into the conversation that we know who he is and how we got there. Like we got a van outside, we've identified every registration owner. You know, I want him to feel this slowly closing in on him, slowly, gently, but um, um, relentlessly. You know, balancing those things is a challenge. And so he starts blurting stuff out in the middle of me tightening it down on him that is catching me off guard. Like, he says, well, you chased my driver away. I'm like, I ain't even talking to this dude about his driver. I got no idea what he's talking about. And I go, we, ch- we chased your driver away? And he says, yeah. You know, when he saw the police, he cut and run. Now, this is important because this is how you get people to make spontaneous submissions. When somebody says something to you that catches you off guard, what I did was uh, hostage negotiators would call that a mirror, just repeating a couple of words of what they just said. It's, it's a great clarification communication technique. Now, here, here's this highly controlling, highly manipulative guy who's suddenly saying things that he doesn't realize he's saying. This implicates another co-conspirator. We got, at this point in time, we have no idea that there was a bank robber, the getaway driver had got away. You know, he, he, he was outside the bank. He was waiting by the vehicle. When the police showed up, you know, he got the heck out of there. We got no evidence. And now this guy's given us evidence on his, his co-conspirators. He has no intention of giving us because this tool, this mirror, is drawing it out of him in sort of this involuntary way, which was cool. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store from accepting payments to managing inventory. Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers inline and online. Shopify helps you drive your store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business, take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bestlife, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash bestlife to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash bestlife. Did you know that Americans spend an average of 90% of their time indoors and take 20,000 breaths a day? But according to the EPA, it's two to five times more polluted than outdoor air and then sometimes up to 100 times more polluted. I know for us and our family, our family has struggled with 
allergies to dust mites and mold and all sorts of things. And that's why we have loved using an air purifier and air doctor has been amazing for us. And it has captured the attention of media outlets such as CNN, Money, ABC, and more. And it filters out 99.9% of dangerous contaminants such as allergens and pollen and pet dander and all sorts of bacteria and viruses so that your lungs don't have to. And it's super quiet and much more quiet than other ordinary air purifiers. Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. So head to airdoctorpro.com and use your promo code your best life. And depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to $300 off. Exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use the promo code your best life. Did you know that Americans spend more than 90% of their time indoors and that in some cases, indoor air can actually be more polluted than outdoor air and that air pollution is responsible for nearly 7 million premature deaths across the world every year. Airborne allergens are the most common allergy triggers such as pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. We are so happy to introduce an air purifier that captured the attention of established media outlets such as CNN, Money, ABC, and more. Air Dr. Phil filters out dangerous contaminants and allergens so that your lungs don't have to. Air Doctor is amazing and it comes with no questions asked, 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. So head to airdoctor.com and use the promo code YOURBESTLIFE. And depending on the model, you'll receive up to 40% off. You're saving up to 40% off. Lock in this special offer by going to AIR. D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O dot com and use the promo code your best life. Well, I think a lot of times the what you see with narcissists and also with hostage takers is that they that there's they think way too highly of themselves and they they over um have they they there's uh they over calculate mm-hmm. you know they they go too far they they they've got they get they get so much traction and you know same you know what happened with this guy you got uh, a lot of, of um, traction underneath him, and he got all these people to do this certain, you know, amount of things, right? And then they they go too far. They go too far, and I I see this a lot in negotiations. You know, they don't know when to stop. They don't know when to stop, and then they actually lose all that leverage that they were able to gain because. They don't realize that 
they should have stopped. They should have quit while they were ahead. Um, and I, because of their narcissistic, grandiose delusions and fantasies of power that they have, they don't realize that they actually lost that, that amount of leverage. And that's what happened with, I think, this particular situation. They didn't realize, he didn't realize that his wingman was like, I'm getting the hell out of here. Right, right, right. You know, you're like a loser and I'm gone. And he actually ended up, you know, sharing all the details on him and turning on him. And that was what ended up, I think, you know, really giving, um, having his house of cards fall. Right. And I see that happen a lot with, with narcissists. It's like, they, then they start to become desperate and, and that's when their house of cards begins to fall because they don't realize when to stop. They don't realize when to stop. Yeah, agreed. And, and, and you know, sort of looking at that from the other side, that makes them predictable. I mean, you 100%. can count on um, the love of self is never going to go away. Correct. And when you begin to factor that into predicting their actions, best indicator of future behavior is past behavior. What are they going to walk themselves into? Then that becomes a tremendous advantage for you. Correct. Once they become much more predictable, like for example, in a hostage siege, narcissist, uh, as long as he, he sees a glimmer of way of getting them, they love themselves too much. They're never going to kill themselves. Yeah. But they, they do get a lot of traction to a certain degree. And so it, you know, people are afraid of them because of of the way they conduct themselves, you know, in in a certain way during these negotiations. So they, you know, it's like, oh, my God, you know. But then they don't know when to stop. They don't know how to quit when they're ahead a lot of times, you know. It's too bad for them. But uh but it, it's like their greatest strength and also their greatest weakness. Right. And your, your, your greatest opportunity, because, you know, they, since they don't know how to quote in their head, then that predictability is there. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I love that story of yours because it was his greatest strength and also his greatest weakness. Yeah, yeah, and, and I, even even late in the day, like twelve hours after this was over, when he when he finally came out, you know, he 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 hidden some money in the bank walls, assuming that eventually he's going to get free and he was going to go find it. Like you can see this guy, hands up, looking around, even up until the moment that we put cuffs on him, he is figures he can still find a way out of this, and he's yeah. and he's keeping. He's keeping uh, his eyes open for it. But ultimately, you, like in a hostage situation, you want to know whether or not the guy on the other side is suicidal and whether or not he's going to kill. Um, and we, and if he's complete, completely in love with himself, he's never going to kill himself. And you could take that off the table and, and then calculate that out on the way out. Coming up, more on Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zone. The calming, soothing voice will calm them down. It will slow them down. It actually slows the brain down. And when someone who's high conflict, you know, you sort of your first move is slowing them down. 
you know, it creates some space for you, gives you a chance to think. It takes a little bit of the attack off. Are you struggling with how to negotiate and win? Maybe you're dealing with a personality that's particularly challenging, like a narcissist or other high-conflict personality, and you're feeling powerless. Make sure to download my free Win My Negotiation Cheat Sheet at www.winmynegotiation.com. Take a listen to our archive, where you can listen to more episodes that show you the path to how to negotiate your best life. When you grow up with a narcissist or you grow up in a very toxic environment, you are not taught to feel your emotions. You are taught to freeze those emotions and big girls don't cry and you just kind of pick up and go along. And now we return to today's show. Right, exactly. So... One of the things that I I love about your style and, and, and the things that you teach is that you talk a lot about neuroscience. And uh, I, I, I'm a huge proponent of neuroscience. I love, I totally nerd out on neuroscience. I yeah, me too. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, and, and, and I totally, I, I nerd out on quantum physics and all that. Yeah, yep. Yeah, and, um, I read it. I mean, I'm a, a huge um, studier of of Joe Dispenza and all. That's yeah. why I um, uh, connected with Curtis so much, our, our dear friend in common. Um, but I want you to talk about um, negotiating under pressure and also the mirror neurons and the different voices. So can we talk a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're, um, you've got some great tools for how to deal with high conflict personalities using mirror neurons. And, um, and you talk about mirror neurons in the context of neuroscience. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I'd love to. And, you know, um, negotiating under pressure, um, it's how you interpret it in your head. Like I saw a bumper sticker a long time ago. What's the difference between adventure and ordeal? And the answer is attitude. And um, I'm going to get the book. I don't have it yet. Uh, uh, Billie Jean King. I think the title of her book is um, Pressure's a Privilege. So if you can reinterpret like that, you know, that's one of the reasons why she was so phenomenally successful. Uh, you know, pressure made her feel good just because of the way she interpreted it in her head, the attitude she took towards it. Is it an adventure? Is it an ordeal? Is it, is it an ordeal or is it a privilege? Um, because then you're, 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 you're then gaming your own mind in a positive way. And, and I believe very strongly you're 31% smarter in a positive frame of mind. The, the flow state is highly positive. Um, you, it's impossible to be emotionally without emotion. You're either positive or you're negative. If you're, if you're smarter in a positive frame of mind, then by definition, when you're in a negative frame of mind, you're dumber. So there's a little bit of management of self involved in interpreting pressure and then the mirror neurons and and the voices that you use 
is a is a great tool because it's a two-way street. Um, now I know there's some argument whether or not there's mirror neurons or whether it's emotional resonance circuitry in the brain, but the point of fact is how it re- your brain responds exactly the same. My tone of voice will have an immediate impact on how your brain reacts. And if I use a soothing, calming voice, well, it's two ways. Like I use the late night FM DJ voice to calm myself down. Well, that's definitely true too. But what we're talking about here as well is when you're interacting with another person, right? A high conflict personality, right? Might be set or you're in a, a difficult situation. Someone who's who's uh, gaslighting you, attacking you, something like that, too, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So the, the the calming, soothing voice will calm them down. It will slow them down. It actually slows the brain down. And when someone who's high conflict, you know, you sort of your first move is slowing them down. You know, it creates some space for you, gives you a chance to think. It takes a little bit of the attack off. Um, it was what we were taught as hostage negotiators. Now, there's been some misinterpretation of this. Um, Jordan Belfort, Wolf of Wall Street. You know, he would he would say first match their affect if they're attacking. You know, you raise your voice too, and then once matched, you can bring them down by using a calming voice. And I would teach you, and I think the neuroscience backs it up. You don't got to match them to bring them down. You know, that, that's a waste of time. Um, and you might spin out of control simultaneously if you match that, that attack. So use the late-night FM DJ voice. Calm is contagious. Emotions have contagion because of the mirror neurons or the emotional resonance circuitry, whatever you want to call it. So use that as a way to diffuse the attack, to get, gain some space, to slow them down. It's a, it's a, it's a great tool. It's, it works globally because it works with humans. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Does an orthopedic condition or sports injury have you sidelined? Make your comeback with GW Hospital Sports Medicine. We offer services from neck to toe, including care for shoulders, hips, knees, ankles, and hands. Plus, we're the official healthcare partner of GW Athletics, the DC Furies, and the DC Revolution. Get back to doing the things you love. Learn more at gwhospital.com slash sportsmed or call 888-4-GW-DOCS. Physicians are not employees or agents of this hospital. Yeah, I mean, you can actually measure emotions and hurts. Mm, okay. You know, there, there's actually a, an emotional scale that you can measure in hertz. There's, you know, you can Google it and find out what the actual hertz are for emotions. But, you know, um, like joy and, and yeah. love and happiness or, I don't know, somewhere around 700, 6, 700, something like that. And, 
and anger and all of that is either much lower and hurts. So if you want to, you know, have like attract like, you, you can, you want to have your hurts be somewhere higher so that you are uh, interacting with somebody in a much higher vibrational state. It's, 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 it's a much, um, it will allow for um, a, 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 a vibrational state that's will allow for more empathy, more joy, more it, it, everything from the heart map, map, a brain heart map mapping will will allow for more open communication on uh, all different levels. So, and then, you know, which leads more into your tactical empathy conversations. I mean, everything opens up. So I think, you know, by using your mirror neurons, by using your uh, late night DJ voice instead of the combative voice, that I think is the, the other words that you used, it, it makes a huge difference. I think it makes a huge difference, especially when you are dealing with somebody who is, um, you know, in a, in a, in a high conflict state. I mean, you know, I also am a proponent of trying to take yourself out of it, you know, trying to look at it as a third party and just trying to say, Hey, you know, I can see that you're upset you know, I can see that you are angry, you know, trying to take yourself out of it and almost observe their behavior. Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know, also look at it and, and use those types of, 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 of voices like you're looking at mm-hmm. that you can almost that trust to that way you can um, not take it personal, start not taking it personally. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, yeah. And because obviously the person is upset and and not and, and then also say, hey, we can you know continue this conversation when you're no longer upset and and you know walk away if you need to. But um okay, so let's and here's what I like to point out that I really like about what you just said, um, because first of all, you gotta you gotta liberate yourself. Don't take yourself hostage. Always be willing to walk away. And then the way that you express that, which would have been a great last impression, you know, it's an invitation to be highly collaborative under a given set of circumstances, which is a perfect opportunity to walk away. You know, we can continue this conversation when you're not upset. I mean, that's, it's not attacking. That's not judgmental. It's leaving. It's, it's not like when you're not upset and you're not being a jerk, you know, maybe you could call me back. That's a completely different approach. It, it would be a great last ending laying out the uh, last impression, laying out the parameters for future conversations. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, I have a a number of different ways that I tell people, you know, listen, you know, when you're going to go talk to somebody, you know, I I have a thing where I I call it making a plan stand. You know, if you know that somebody is a high conflict personality, you know, make sure you have an agenda or a plan when you go to speak with them, have a time limit, time limit when you go to speak with them so that you know that you're limiting 
the the conversation to a particular issue, to a particular scope, to a particular time limit. And that way, if it goes beyond that scope, if it goes beyond that time limit, you, you know, you can have control of that. You can say, listen, this is what we agreed to talk about. This is, you know, the time limit that we have so that you don't feel like, oh, it, it went beyond this. I, you know, it's all over the place, you know, because especially if you feel uh, a, a certain amount of angst or anxiety around talking to that person and then you go to sit down with them, you can feel a, a certain amount of calm like, this is this is the scope. This is what we're going to be talking about. I can know that this is what it is, right? And not feel like I'm going to be sandbagged or attacked because I don't know what the the, the topic of conversation is going to be, right? Um, and and then you know, I, I I like to give people phrases. You know, um, I can see that you know you're upset or, or whatever and, and, and use these phrases to, um, or, you know, phrases like, uh, I agree with you. I agree that, that that is your opinion. I agree that that is what you think. You know, I like to use words like I agree because it starts with, uh, something that people like to hear, but then ends with, really nothing like then you didn't end up agreeing with anything but it it people hear words that they like to hear you know or i hear you i hear i hear what you're saying you know something like that because people get acknowledged then you know what i'm saying um yeah yeah want to be acknowledged i mean my second book was negotiate like you matter Matter was the um, the acronym, but all people want to feel seen, heard, and know that they matter. I mean that that's the bottom line. Uh, all negotiating is really just to people who want to walk away with something where they felt like they got something out of the deal of value, and if they don't get something of value then the deal is not going to stick. I mean, that that's my experience out of 20-something years of doing this. You know, if you don't feel like you got something that you wanted out of the deal, that you, that you, that you um, walked in, into the deal to get, then the deal is not going to stick. Exactly. Why, why would they do it? You know, if they're not getting anything out of it, why would they stay, stick to it? Right. Exactly. Because the bottom line is you want to feel like you were heard. You want to feel like you matter in the deal. As a human being, it's all psychology. It's all psychology. And that's why I like what you do. Because it's you understand that that's what's happening in a negotiation. It's really all about, it's not about the thing, it's about the people. It's about wanting to feel seen, heard, and acknowledged. Amen. Yeah, I agree. People smarts. Right. Exactly. Um, so, when did you first realize you had a talent for negotiation? 
I, you know, I, th- I think what I am, I'm curious and I like to learn and I want to know what's effective. Um, so I wouldn't say that I had a talent for negotiation. I uh, had a desire to be effective as a human being. And when I discovered that um, emotional intelligence is a, is a phenomenal way to be effective in every aspect of your life, then I'm like, yeah, this is cool. I can have a great impact on people and simultaneously enjoy myself a lot more. You know, so there's there's a double feature. It's good for you. It's good for me. Uh, actually, empathy, in my opinion, empathy is better for the user than the receiver, and it's phenomenal for the receiver. So think about how good it is for the user. What do you love the most about negotiating? Um, uh, helping people have enjoy life, um, ha- having high impact in a positive way. I mean, on, on a weekly basis, if not a daily basis. Somebody on my team or myself, we run across people and say, you helped me change my life. And everything that's packed into that, they're happier. Their kids are happier. Their significant others are happier. And they're not making enemies. Like nobody ever comes up to us and says, boy, you really helped me beat the other side. You know, that's win-lose. You know, we don't teach win-lose. Now, I don't like the phrase win-win. But very much to what you just said uh, a moment ago, you know, the other side's got to got to feel good about it too, or it's not going to happen. So people, I, I'm in a bar in New York City with my girlfriend Wendy about two weeks ago, and a bartender's like, "Chris Wass, you know, my wife and I read your book. You know, I'm I'm an actor. She she's in finance." You know, and we're we're and I go, you're entrepreneurial, huh? And he goes, yeah. You know, and so the you know, random blue collar entrepreneurial people are making better lives for themselves, and I love that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what what's one thing about negotiating that you want everybody? You know, it's emotional intelligence based negotiation, which which is what the Black Swan method is, um, you're going to be happier being nicer about being assertive. And what I want people to really know is negotiation doesn't have to be a painful experience. It's not the Donald Trump thing where the loudest person in the room who kicks a chair across the room and is the most intimidating. Like, that's short-term. And it's it's a guarantee to just to make enemies all the way around. So if you really want to get better at dealing with people, then negotiation is something to embrace. Conflict, and at the end of the day, don't be afraid of it. It creates beautiful things. And I, and I wish more people understood that it's a way to be happier and have a much more productive life in the long term. Being collaborative, one of our another one of our clients said, I made more money after you taught me to be collaborative than I ever made being cutthroat. I mean, I think that the, the first negotiation that you have to do sometimes is with yourself, with your, yeah. with your mind for your own self-worth. What do you think? Yeah, yeah agreed, agreed. There's, and, uh, and to that point, like a number of our tools is about getting your mind right to begin with, or even on the 10 commandments, 11 commandments. One of the first ones is, 
getting your mind right before you even enter into the negotiation. You know, what do people do that are handicapping themselves? For example, multitasking might be the worst thing you could do for your brain. Uh, but in business, people are multitasking all the time because they're overwhelmed. They got a lot to do. And there's this, this uh, false falsehood out there that multitasking makes you more productive. What it does is it makes it exhausts you. It makes your life more difficult. You're unhappier. You're more miserable. You're less effective when you multitask. And one of our commandments is stop multitasking now because it's just going to interfere with your ability to be successful. And that's mindset. Good advice. What is one piece of advice that you would offer somebody who is dealing with a narcissist or a high conflict personality? You know, gently set parameters from the very beginning or as soon as your, your gut tells you that you need to lay out some parameters and make, you know, make your parameters the path to what they want. Like in a, in a kidnapping, I would say, how am I supposed to pay you if the, I don't know the hostage is alive? Now, what I need is a path to what they want. Uh, and I've laid out a path for them. So let your needs in any, any interaction be the, the way ahead. Uh, it's very much like what you said earlier. You know, we can continue this conversation when you're not upset. Well, what they want is to continue the conversation. What you need is for them to be upset. You just laid out your need as a path to where they want to go. And as soon as your gut tells you that you got to factor that in, start factoring in. I'll be, you know, I'll be collaborative with you as soon as you stop yelling at me, as soon as you stop calling me names, you know, whatever it is, don't be afraid, especially with the, the gaslighters out there, the people that attack or manipulate. Don't be afraid to make your needs um, prerequisites for collaborative communication. I mean, they're more afraid of you than you are of them. I always say that because they're deep-seated, very fear-based people. Yes. Yeah. Deep down inside, fear-based, envious, jealous you know, uh, what is it, uh, in the Hobbit, Schmeagel or, you know, whatever, you know, my precious, I mean, they're consumed by it. And that ultimately is, is where your advantages lie. No doubt. No doubt. So what, what do you have going on now? What are you excited about? You know, I'm really excited, most excited, uh, about, uh, the collaboration we've got with Fireside, the social media application. Uh, it's it's next generation um, interactive media. It's you know podcasting and in person training and coaching interaction. It's just really really cool, and it's going to be put forward. It's going to be a very intimate thing. Like one of the things they showed me before we signed up uh, to do it was Gordon Ramsay giving cooking lessons from his house to people that are dialing in and going back and forth with him on how they're cooking stuff and how he's cooking it and just having this great experience and feeling like they're one-on-one -on -one with Gordon Ramsay, but he's actually reaching a lot of people simultaneously. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly the way we want to coach people. So what we're doing moving forward with Fireside, I think is really going to be cool. Yeah. 
All right. So um, where can people connect with you, do more with you? Yeah, probably the best thing to do really is to subscribe to our, our weekly negotiation newsletter. Uh, the website is blackswanltd.com, B-L-A-C-K-S-W-A-N-L-T-D.com. In the upper right-hand corner, you know, there's a tab to <clears throat> um, uh, subscribe to the newsletter. And what that does is it's the gateway to everything that we have. It's a gateway to the new training. Um, you get one actionable, concise article Tuesday morning emailed to you. And then you get alerts and information about Fireside or training in New York City or L.A. or um, free stuff. And the newsletter is free, which is a great place to start while you're you're getting your feet under you, while you're building your skills, while you're giving yourself the ability to to deal with all these uh, all the types out there. You know, the takers and the, the generous types, you know, being able to be confident in dealing with the takers and the attackers. And also simultaneously, like, you know, you and I's friend, Curtis Estes, who's a, who's a generous dude, or another mutual friend, Nick Nant, very generous people. You know, there's a lot of people out there like that uh, who are waiting to deal with you as soon as you get the takers out of the way. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And you've got your new documentary out, Tactical Empathy, uh, which is super exciting that you did with Nick Nanton and your YouTube channel. Uh, definitely people should go check that out. Go subscribe to that for sure, which we will tag here. And go follow him on Instagram for sure. At the FBI Negotiator. <laughs> I love that. At the FBI Negotiator. Make sure you go follow him on Instagram. And of course, our book together. I, which uh, you were so generous to write the forward for. Make sure you go to that. You give a lot of valuable tools to people so that they can help get themselves up off the floor, so to speak. And I think that's critically important. Like, how do you salvage yourself from uh, sometimes from the depths, from when you're really down? How do you pick yourself up? And I think your tools are really great for that. Thank you so much. Yes. So our book uh, is uh, slaythebully.com or you, you, you can check it out at slaythebully.com. It's Slay the Bully, How to Negotiate with a Narcissist and Win. And um, so thank you, Chris Voss, for being with me today. And uh, make sure you go follow him, check him out. He is amazing. Such Thanks, Rebecca. Incredible soul. And I am so blessed to count you as a friend. So Check him out, follow him, and um, make sure you subscribe to his newsletter. Thank you very much, Rebecca. Pleasure being on on your, your show with you. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. I'm Rebecca Zung. Tune in next week for another edition of Negotiate Your Best Life. 
Remember, if you want more ways to slay and you want more ways to be supported, you can always join my membership at joinslay.com forward slash slay. You can always subscribe to my YouTube channel and you can always grab my free Crush My Negotiation prep worksheet at winmynegotiation.com. Remember that today is a great day to start negotiating your best life and I will definitely catch you in the next episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. Thanks so much for listening. 